0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Mission in 5, the podcast, where we ask five simple questions to everyday ministry practitioners to learn more about who they are as people and where they see God moving in their local communities. I'm your host, Greg Mamula. Welcome back to Season 2 of Mission in 5, the podcast. This is the fourth episode of the season, and last time we spoke with Sam and Brittany McDaniel, youth leaders in North Platte, Nebraska. They shared the ways that their jobs, church ministries, family life, and community involvement is a holistic reflection of their vocational callings to serve students and young adults in the North Platte area. Be sure to go back and listen to the way that they humbly serve as the hands and feet of Christ in North Platte. Today we're speaking with a pastoral team at First Baptist Church in Hastings, Pastor Larry Harvey and Pastor Andy Springer. Pastor Larry has been at First Baptist Church in Hastings for 11 and a half years. He's married to his wife, Connie, and together they have six kids and 13 grandchildren. Andy has been pastoring in the Hastings area for the last four years, and specifically at First Baptist Church for the last three months. He is married to his wife, Joe, and they have two adopted children. Together, Larry and Andy lead the First Baptist Church community. Welcome to the podcast, Larry and Andy. We're glad you could find a few minutes in your full schedule to speak with us today. Good to be here. Thank you. All right. Well, the format is simple enough. We ask five simple questions to ministry leaders like yourself and to learn more about who you are and where you see God working in your community. So let's just jump right in real quick. Tell us who you are, Larry, Pastor Larry and Pastor Andy.
1: I'm uh, I'm in my 70s. I'm a preacher's kid. And you are? Larry Larry
0: Hervey. All right.
1: And uh, both my parents were pastors. Both of my dad's parents were pastors. I don't know how far back it goes. Um, I grew up in mostly in Nebraska.
2: Andy, I'm Andy Springer, and I am married to my wife, Joe. Like Greg said, we have two kids. I grew up in Wichita, Kansas. What else you need to know?
0: that's great. So question number two then. How did you get here? How did you come to be pastors together at First Baptist Church in Hastings? Let's start with uh, Pastor Larry.
1: Uh, I came here about 11 and a half years ago. I had pastored in uh, several different churches in different states. <clears throat> Was, uh, had recently done a stint teaching at a community college. My wife and I had thought that we should be back in ministry. Um, wanted to get into American Baptist Churches. Discovered we had connections at this church and uh, started checking it out. And uh, voila, they called me to be their pastor. And uh, so I became both a Baptist, an American Baptist, and a pastor of First Baptist Hastings
2: the same day. All right. And my wife and I moved here a little over four years ago to start a church in Hastings. And we were we're not able to get that church off the ground and a few months ago we ended up closing that church and coming on staff at first baptist that's a long story pretty short yeah
0: well let's expand on that story then a little bit um tell us what brought you to hastings in the first place why did you want to plant a church here who are you partnering with
2: was partnering with the Southern Baptist Association and the Southern Baptist Convention and we were in the process of discerning where we were going to plant. We were mm-hmm. part of a a multi-site church and we were going through the process of discerning where that was going to lead us. And we were looking to all of the cool places like Austin or Kansas City or Chicago and then out of the blue a gentleman who knew my wife called us from Nebraska and said so i heard you guys are are in the process of discerning where to plant a church have you thought about going to nebraska, coming to nebraska mm-hmm. to which my response was i don't think anybody thinks about coming to nebraska <laughs> and he said well would you would you consider Coming up and just visiting yeah. this place. Okay. And my wife's family lives out in western Nebraska, and so we said, okay, we'll, we'll stop at this place you want us to come on our next trip out. Mm-hmm. And as we drove into Hastings, I looked at my wife, we looked at each other, and I think we just both knew mm-hmm. this, is, this is it. And that was kind of a weird... Okay, situation that I I really wasn't expecting or um, wanting to happen to be honest Uh,
0: but God used the Southern Baptists despite all their flaws to bring you to uh, Hastings Nebraska and partner now with the American Baptist Church, the First Baptist Church here in town and uh, what was that transition like for you guys to go from being church
2: planners to church staff um, yeah we worked with the Southern Baptist and it, it was a gr- it was really was they were they were great people they um, they believed in us they gave us a chance and mm-hmm. um, but kind of the the biggest change has been moving into a situation where there is structure outside of myself okay to where there are there are boards and there are our structures in place, and, and people who want and are part of the structure of the church. Mm-hmm. And so I'm. I feel like I'm more part of a team instead of the team, the okay. person.
0: All
2: right, very good.
0: Um. So question three then is kind of just your your personal interest. Um, what moves you? Do you have any passions, any hobbies, any interests that are uh, <laughs> worth sharing? That are worth sharing. <laughs> <laughs> Um I do I do like
1: ministry. Okay. You know? yeah. Um it's weird my personality doesn't quite fit it but I like it. I like the I believe in the value of preaching and teaching mm-hmm. and I enjoy doing those things or trying to do those things or preparing to do those things. Yeah. Um outside of that I I do we bought a house on a third of an acre with like 50 or 60 trees. I like fussing around outside. I like reading history, economics, kind of political theory and ethical theory stuff. and I do some writing. I have a blog, and I hope in the next six months to get some courses online that I'm developing.
0: Okay, um, now, I've had the pleasure of being a guest in in Larry's home, and he may have one of the finest little writing rooms and libraries. I've been in a while. Um, can you tell us about that? Yeah, I developed that just
1: so some of you young guys could envy. Because <laughs> <laughs> it took me seven decades to get there. But it's nice. Yeah, I got an upstairs room on the front with some nice big windows and trees outside. And and I got my shelves and a, a lot of my books on the shelves and a nice computer place. And it's old. You know, the house is 140 years old. but yeah. But it's fun.
0: So um, describe your blog for us. What's, what's the address, and then what's some of the content that you put on it?
1: Publicchristian.com, it's, uh, it's kind of halfway split between personal spirituality issues and practices and how those fit into ongoing issues in our culture and even in our politics. Wow. So no, I'm real I'm easy reading. Yeah. Well so I, no, no. I try to make it easy reading, but it's not necessarily easy writing. <laughs> okay.
2: okay. very good. Very good. Andy, you got any hobbies or interests? Um, you said passions, passions. hobbies and interests. Okay. As far as passions, I am really passionate in ministry when it comes to um, just seeing people cared for mm-hmm. well. Seeing people who haven't been heard or have been overlooked or have been pushed out, have been pushed to the side and not heard and listened to, relearn that they have a voice. And I I try my best to listen to and let them know that they they are valuable and worth hearing. Yeah. As far as interests and hobbies, I like to bowl once a week with a team of pastors in Hastings. Are you the Holy Bowlers? We are. <laughs> our team name is the Holy Rollers. <laughs> Very good. Um, and so that's a lot of fun. That's about the only hobby I have outside of putting together Legos and puzzles with kids and All right. um, reading books. Reading books. All right. So. All right, real quick, just off the top
0: of your head, best book you've read in the last six months? Either one of you.
2: Um, you go first.
1: Uh, don't hold me to this, but there's one called um, something, The Demise of Virtual America, I think. Okay. But he he's a, uh, it, it's just very potent criticism of public ethics. not It's not political, but economics and, and how we work together as a society, how we treat each other. I can't
2: remember the guy's name, Bostwick or something like that. Okay. But very impressive.
0: All right. Very good.
2: Um, The one that's coming to mind right now is one that I'm reading currently, and it's not a Christian book. It's a book called Men's Work, and it's written by the founder of the Oakland Men's Project that is all about violence in men in the United States and how we can begin to change culture in a way to to help men become less violent.
0: Okay. Very good. Yeah. Thanks. All right. What is happening here at First Baptist Church in Hastings? Tell us a little bit about the ministry that's going on here
1: Well it's a big change you know just this, this month I mean this year over the summer in effect um, bringing Andy in as a co-pastor uh, just I mean we, we've known each other for over three years we've spent a lot of time talking We kind of read the same books or similar things that, that we talk about and care about. So in in ways the transition is very smooth and easy, mm-hmm. but it changes the dynamic of what the church feels like, and that's fun. It's good. It um, the the members of the two different churches are getting to know each other. They do like each other. They um, it's it's kind of just jacked up the energy level. It seems like you know okay. in three or four different areas where people just have taken hold and and gone to work like like they feel like something's happening here i better help okay. and uh that's nice
0: <laughs> you mentioned uh, two different churches um part part of your guys' story of coming together as staff also included kind of the merger of andy's church plant and the established first baptist church can you maybe el- elaborate for our listeners what 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 has happened in this year that made that possible
1: that made that possible yeah um I don't know I mean what the integration of the people yeah is made possible because before before the actual merging of the churches we had two or three joint services in different places um, that helped a lot I mean you just just meeting each other a lot of the people already knew each other it's not a huge town
0: mm-hmm.
2: and over the last couple of years we've done different things together ministry things as far as combined services and i and my wife have come over and preached and even um lay folks from our church have come over here to preach on different occasions and shared ministry have made this just a very simple easy fun process i think
1: and for the first month or so, we referred to this as the new First Baptist Church. Okay. Though like it's it. it is 140 years old, 150 years old. It's a but, young 140. Yeah, it's a young 140, <laughs> and it, and it is a new church, so that's kind of fun.
0: All right, so so this merger of of, of the, the the church plant that didn't quite go like uh, maybe you had thought it would originally mm-hmm. has merged with First Baptist Church and it's created some new energy. Um, what what else is going on at First Baptist?
2: I think there's. Some we really had a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some really exciting things happening in the way of of discipleship and outreach. What was it about a month or so ago? We had a community cornhole tournament, where we partnered with the Hastings Literacy Program, who provides GED prep in the areas of reading and math for people wanting to get their GED as well, as well as English as Second Language courses. Okay. And <clears throat> so we just partnered with them and we said, you know, what what is something that we can work for to try to to make possible? And they said, you know, our, it would be really nice if we had Oxford Picture Dictionary workbooks to send home to our English as Second Language students so that they can share with their families what they're learning and practice on their own to help their... To help them become more successful in their daily lives and so we had a a tournament and we were able to raise a few hundred dollars for that program and purchase a handful of dictionaries and that's cool so and then in the way of discipleship we've been using the family table practice that that you put together and that's been a really uh, great experience we've had a group meeting at at my wife and I's house and we met for three weeks and everyone that had been there had, had shared their story and as we got to the end a gentleman said well I guess that's it <laughs> and and I said yeah I said I guess that is I said but I've, I've really enjoyed this and everybody seemed to perk up a little bit mm. and so I said you know would you guys be open just to meeting one more time to have dinner and just to spend this time together and and it was just a a resounding yes hmm. and so we're going to be having dinner again I promised to smoke some sort of meat and everybody else will just bring in sides and very good so excellent was well, there anything else you'd like to add about what's going on in, in
0: one
1: thing we did do in preparing for the merger was for the month or two before we had several of their people who would be likely board members just join our board meeting okay. just to see how it went and get to know people better, and and I'm sure that helped. You know, it, it just makes people yeah. more comfortable.
0: So I mean, it's kind of a unique ministry opportunity. You've got two congregations that are deciding to merge. This isn't something that happens a lot. Um, maybe it's something that a lot of our small towns might do well to to do is to merge a couple of uh, smaller congregations into one congregation. And, and you've gone through this journey. Um do you have any advice for for people like um warnings of 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 ways not to do this or perhaps I mean like you've already shared some of the positive things that you intentionally did in advance to make it work well
2: <laughs> Um wow I would say one of the biggest things is to have a humble spirit and a realization that however much you think you know, you probably know less. Mm. Um, And just being willing to learn and and to change and be flexible. That's, I think that's one of the things that's made this such a positive experience as a I feel like both of us are are fairly flexible, and um, I don't get the sense from Larry, and I certainly try not to myself be um, pushing an agenda that's my own.
1: Mm. And so, and you know, you get to be a certain age, and you feel like you've learned how to do some things, and you know what matters and what doesn't. And you kind of have to set that aside, partly because, out of respect for the younger generation, partly because no matter how bright you are, you don't really have it all figured out. Right. And you do have a lot to learn. Okay. And God is always doing a new thing, and I have to have that attitude. I don't see how this could work. Especially, what are we, 40 years apart, good grief. And if I had a kind of possessiveness or any need to vindicate my career or my value by controlling the situation, it, you know, how would that work? It wouldn't work. Yeah. Whereas this way, we get to capitalize on the strengths that everybody brings. That It seems to me that the way we treat each other carries over into the church mm. and that they become just a little more prone to treat each other that way.
0: So some of the things that, that worked well early on was to kind of bring potential board members to board meetings. Um, you you spoke in each other's churches. Um, you, you did some joint ministry things together. You had a common heart for the community. And, and those were the things that, that made it kind of easy, uh, or not easy, but certainly made it uh, plausible to even have this conversation. Um, and the, the humility of, of trying new things and, and just seeing where they go is, is one of those examples of... Um, I'm going to bet every experiment hasn't gone off without a hitch, but I'd like to talk about one that that you guys have shared with me that's uh, worked out pretty well in its own way, and that is uh, to try something completely different from the pulpit. And you guys do dialogue preaching. Um, First of all, tell us what dialogue preaching is, and then tell us how you go about doing that on a Sunday morning.
1: One, we don't really know what it is, and two, we don't know how we do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, I love it. <laughs> it started, it, it wasn't intentional. Okay. We did. F- we were planning for the first few months, perhaps, to, pr- to be in the book of Ephesians because it focuses on church life and church values. Yeah. And then also to um, just split the time up. Each of us would take 12 or 15 minutes and talk about some portion of whatever chapter we were in. Okay. But the first Sunday we were together as a church... Somebody came up with the idea that, why not have the two of us interviewed by the church moderator?
0: Oh, okay. Which of
1: the moderators is much respected in the church, and and she would do a good job. And she did do a good job. So we just sat up there in stools, and she asked us questions, and we answered them. And it just went over marvelously. People loved it. And uh, one one young... So this was a Sunday morning suggestion? Yeah. This No, it was for Sunday morning. We did it on a Sunday morning. I the mean, suggestion was made a week or two ahead of Oh, time. so you knew this was going to happen. Right, it right. wasn't
0: something you adjusted to that minute. Right, okay, right.
1: Okay. And then, so, so, I don't remember. I think the next Sunday, um, Joe or somebody said, your 15-minute split sermons are kind of, you know, they're nice. You both have good things to say, but it feels kind of clunky. And if there's some way to get more interaction or something, so we thought, well, heck, let's try it. We were in uh, Ephesians 4, right? I don't remember. Something like that. Anyway, some chapter that divided easily into three chunks, and we we sat and talked, and so we just sat up there on stools, and we just clicked through the scriptures, and we just talked about them. And uh, that also went over marvelously. People just loved it, maybe just because of the novelty. I don't know, or because we're so good looking. (laughs) I'm sure that's it. (laughs) The week after, it was much more clunky. We thought we were cool. We thought we had this figured out. We're on. We're on top of it. We can dance, you know. And uh, we both felt that it was just more clunky, and you could tell. You could tell by watching the congregation. Right, right. And uh, so we've had. You know, I think we got past that. I don't think that lasted very long. But um, it does. To me, it really does seem to work. It uh, it enables us to really get some things out that are clear and it's not just one guy going on and on so people can hear the change and
2: yeah I think it's a a great way to to engage scripture and I think that it allows us to model a way of engaging with scripture that is more accessible to more people not everybody has the ability to Stand up and monologue about scripture for or to spend two or three hours studying it, or yeah, or to put, yeah, two, three, four, ten hours into sermon preparation. But all of us have the ability to sit with a passage of scripture and ask questions and to talk about it with each other. Mm. And scripture was written to whole congregations, it was written to whole groups of people. And my thought is, the more people that have. Thoughts and ideas, and um, thoughts and ideas that they're bringing to the text. The more we're going to get out of it.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, it's it's not just two random people up there. Right. It's the hired pastor of the church. We bear that formal moral responsibility for how the church goes, what people think, how they treat each other, how they behave toward each other, and uh, by putting us up there. The church is modeling to itself but there's also the factor that we have education we have we're kind of nerd nerdily inclined (laughs) so we do have a lot more background in scripture and in history and in other things so that even if it's from the hip so to speak it's got something behind it sure it's not just somebody you ran into at the coffee shop blathering on or just jabbering on you know we hope we're not just jabbering on it comes from experience and education and we do sit and talk about the next sunday's topic for two to four hours every
0: week so Hmm. so you're kind of team preparing though you have your own little own study moments Mm -hmm. and then when you go up in front you're kind of just are you still sitting on stools Mm -hmm. and um you kind we of take turns. Table. Oh, you added a we table? We added a table. Nice. <laughs> we don't have mugs. <laughs> we need uh, coffee mugs. I'm, I'm a firm believer in tables. You know, so. if only you would have
2: brought two of those Northern Seminary cups. Okay. We <laughs> could <laughs> use them. We could use some good product placement. Northern Seminary. <laughs> Lombard,
0: Illinois. It's a great school. No, we moved to Lyle. <laughs> We're going to have to edit all of that. <laughs> um, so is this the model? The model? Uh, the, the dialoguing, preaching, is this what you're doing now, or do you feel like it's run its course, or do you think you're going to keep doing this for the foreseeable future?
2: I think that we're going to keep doing it at least to some extent. I think that it's going to be a major part of our preaching and teaching. Part of our, um, our working agreement as co-pastors is that
1: both of us, each of us, is going to get more time away from the church, Mm -hmm. more Sundays away. Yeah. Which for both of us was virtually none. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And so if one of us is gone, then we can't do a dialogue. Maybe somebody else can be pulled in, which I I expect will happen, but... That would be great. All right, so... so It was kind of weird. A couple weeks ago... Okay. um, Andy was gone, or I was gone one Sunday, Mm -hmm. and then Andy was gone one (coughs) Sunday. And, you know, we've only done this a few weeks... But it was weird going back to the yeah, the monologue or whatever you call it. It was fun, but.
0: Yeah. Well, very good. Um, let's, let's do our final question. Um, what's next for you guys? What's next for First Baptist Hastings? Maybe what's next for you personally? Do you have any trips or exciting things happening in your life?
1: Um, it looks like the church is going to give me a sabbatical, a three-month sabbatical. Wow! In the spring and early summer, okay, and uh, so in the backs of our minds now is is working toward that. That was the moderator's idea, okay, and uh, she and two or three others would be well able to step in. And Andy's talking about doing dialogue sermons with some other people, okay. including some people in the church, which yeah. I think would be fine, be wonderful. Yeah. So that's a thing for me, and I expect to, to focus that time on doing some work on um, my writing and and course writing, developing some online courses.
2: Okay. As far as what's next for me... Advent! (laughs) Advent starting. um, But really just continuing to get into a rhythm as far as what life looks like as, as far as serving as a pastor here and um yeah just just establishing a rhythm and I would really like to see the church move in some 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 direction and, and do some more intentional discipleship and outreach and so exploring that and planning that and I'm excited to see what's going to happen
0: all right very good well it's been great talking with Larry and Andy here at First Baptist Church of Hastings um, if our listeners had, some questions about church mergers, or dialogue preaching, or just cornhole tournaments in general. Um, how, how might they reach out to you?
2: I would say that probably the best place is just on Facebook. Okay. First Baptist Church, and I think it's parentheses Hastings. I think it's yeah, it First, first, you to first Baptist. Baptist. Yeah, it's First Baptist Church in Hastings, Nebraska. Okay. So there's only one Hastings in Nebraska, and.
1: Or my personal Facebook page it works for me. Larry yeah, Harvey, Larry Harvey, or
2: yeah, Andy Springer on Facebook. Does church have a phone number?
1: Not that anybody answers. Uh, <laughs> so, but if that's you that's our personal numbers. But if you leave a happened.
2: message, if you leave a message, I check it about once a week. Okay. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for your time, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you doing
0: this. I think it's a good good ministry. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening to Mission in 5, the podcast. Keep tuning in as we introduce you to the many church leaders, pastors, and ministries impacting the churches of Nebraska and the larger American Baptist community. Check out the show notes for links and contact information for Pastor Larry Harvey and Pastor Andy Springer. There you will also find links to the First Baptist Church of Hastings, including audio of their dialogue preaching style. Subscribe to the podcast at Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. While there be sure to rate and review us so we know how you're enjoying the podcast and also making it easier for other people to find it in the future send us ideas on who you'd like us to interview into future episodes and as always feel free to support us by giving through our paypal link on our www.abcnebraska.com website thanks everybody have a great day